0: Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake, you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Dude, welcome to the Bridge Church, y'all. We got a packed house in June. Come on, somebody. Are you not excited this morning? Man, I tell you what, I tell you what. I am... uh extremely excited this morning. I got to meet a lot of new faces this morning, and uh, we don't do anything to make our guests uncomfortable. In fact, I just want you to know if you are a guest here, that is the whole reason my wife and I started this church ten and a half years ago is because we want a church where people can walk into you and you can feel the spirit of heaviness just fall off and you can feel welcome. Now, at the same time, I want to tell you this. We will never ever in the history as I'm pastoring this church ever singly one time ever water down the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. So I want you to know that because we want you to receive and we believe Jesus is the one that changed. Jesus is the one that can bring that. So if I don't know you, my name is Chris. You met my wife. She's my better two thirds, even though she's a third of my size. So that's, uh, that's my wife this morning. And, uh, Hey, before we jump in, can we do this? Can we just, uh, you know, I'm not going to ask any guests to stand or anything like that, but can we just, by round of applause, welcome those that chose to come here this morning and hang out. I just want to celebrate a couple things and then jump into the message this morning. It's the last message in this series called FOMO, Fear of Missing Out. And if you're not familiar with that term, ask a teenager, Okay. Alright, if you don't know what TikTok is, you're living under a rock, so just stay with the times, okay? Snap, snap is not this anymore, it's something else. So, uh, just if, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just talked to a teenager. How many know teenagers, they know everything anyway, right? Okay, I have uh, four of them, and uh, uh, one soon going into middle school. I have one going to middle school, three in high school, and one that's graduated college and getting married. I'm old, man. When does that happen? How does that happen so quick? I tell you what. Hey, if I don't know you, here's the deal. Uh, I'm a communicative pastor. And so that's, I'm not here to just preach at you. I'm here to teach with you. And whatever I share with you is stuff I'm receiving too. And so I would love it if you agree with the point. Just shout, yell, whatever. Uh, you know, we do have ushers that'll take you out if you're too obnoxious, but we've never had that. So we just invite you to be a part of the message this morning. You're here with me in this. And so let me start off by saying this. Uh, last week, one of the things I talked about was taking risk, really, you know, talking to people and, I'm not gonna pick on any people here, but a couple people actually, you know, texted me and Facebooked me this last week and said, Pastor Chris, some really cool stuff happened. I actually took a risk and I, I went across the street and I actually talked to my neighbor and I went over there and I was scared to death, but I had you in the back of my head, which isn't me, it's the Holy Spirit. And and they did it and they said they didn't die. So um, Yeah, that's cool. Huh? No. But they even brought them gifts, and they hung out, and they found it was their favorite gift, and they, they realized, man, this is actually just easy. And so I just want you to know, man, there's always room for one more. Don't ever be afraid of that voice you hear telling you, go say hi, or you know, buy lunch for that person in front of you at the drive-thru, or whatever it might be, because God will use that more than we even realize, right? Is that good? Is that good? So way to go, church, for just being obedient. Um, uh, just awesome stories that keep coming in. I hope we get more after this week. And uh, I'm excited. It's We have 4th of July next week on Sunday, so we're going to have an incredible service. For those of you that are here, if you are not here, we hate you. Um, but uh, but no, we don't hate you. We're just envious because you have a cabin. Um, No. So what we want to ask though is if you are at your cabin, take just a little bit of time out of your day and join us online and make sure you comment and say hi because we want to know that you're with us Sunday in spirit. But other than, man, get your butt here. We're going to have a great time. Next Sunday. Uh, how many, by round of applause, you love the outdoors like me? Anybody? Okay. That's, this, this is the right church. This is the right church, Okay. I love the outdoors. I love fishing. I love hunting. I love hiking. I love... Just, just put me outside, man. You know what I was thinking about earlier is how cool would it be... If we paid to have like our church building, our our structure here, like be a retractable roof when it's nice up. would that be cool? You know, I think it probably costs more than the whole building itself. But I was just thinking, how cool would that be? You know. Um, anyway, one of the things I love to do outside that maybe you don't know about is this. I, I love hiking, but I also love fishing. I love to fish, and so I just want to show you a couple. Uh, Fishing pictures of mine here. This was a uh, is that not just a incredibly large crappie? I mean come on man that that thing was over 14 inches It was huge And so I'm trying to like if you're a fisherman or a fisherwoman, you know to take a good picture You have to like hold out the fish to make it look bigger and I literally couldn't because I'm taking a selfie So it's actually this big. Okay, like it's a big fish and uh, here's what happened though we have a lake we fish up north and i wanted to go fish crappies and i wasn't catching them on my lake so i had to go change lakes and as soon as i changed lakes finally i i found them i got in my little 14 foot i got a really fancy boat it's a 14 foot with a five horse Woo! and uh it's not even mine it's my father in law's. so we get in it and i go out to this lake this is manny point lake one of my favorite lakes to fish it's up by uh, park rapids detroit lakes area and i just started catching them like this and it was crazy it was awesome let's go to the next one here uh next fish picture now that is that is a big one okay that's when I was a little heavier. We're still on this uh, weight loss journey, and uh, so that's a big fish. It's probably over five pounds. You know, it's a big fish. Win. Your wife, she was the one that took the picture. She says to me, "She goes, if you want to mount it, you can." Then you know it's legitimately a large fish, and so I, I was debating back and forth, and I, I let him go. This though, I was using a certain lure. And eventually, I had to change lures. I had to change from what I was using. And I put on a spinnerbait to catch him with. And I even had to change the rod I was using to strategically catch him and pull him in the boat. And uh, this is actually caught in a very close lake to here. This was caught on Lake... All right, so let's go to the next one. All right, so I love smallmouth, okay? So this one I caught up north. Now, to catch smallies up at our cabin up where we go, sometimes, not in my cabin, it's my in-laws' cabin... You have to sometimes change the time of day that you're fishing. How many know that if you're a good fisher person? Sometimes you have to change your patterns depending on the time of day where you're going to catch these at. And so I had to change that. There's a lot of change. You have to be okay with change when you're fishing. Amen? If you're not, you ain't gonna catch anything. I love going with somebody, and they're like, "I never go during this time of day, or I never do this because I don't catch anything." Well, you're not fishing correctly, okay? Like you can. There's professional fishermen. I believe fisher fish. You know, fishing is a sport. I really believe that because there's a lot of tech, there's a lot of knowledge, there's a lot that goes into fishing if you want to catch a ginormous fish, okay? I think when fishing, though. Where we miss out is we miss out when we refuse to change, okay? Now, I don't know about you, but I hate sacred cows. You know what a sacred cow is? It's a cow we don't touch, we don't kill. And how many have ever been to a church where they have a sacred cow? I'm sure none of us, right? You know, and you might be like, Pastor Chris, you have sacred cows. It's hard to see your own sacred cows. Probably do. But I like to shoot those sacred cows because I love change. I love change. Change brings life. I don't know about you, but we have been in a constant state of transition as a church that's only 10 and a half years old. Literally, we're going into fifth grade church. That's how old we are, okay? We're a young church. That's all right. But when we miss change, we miss out. So don't fear change. In fact, we're going to talk about change um, because I don't want you to have this fear of missing out on what change can do for you or your family or even for your dreams and your greatest desires. There's a scripture, and before I put it up on the screen, here's the deal. There's this guy in the Old Testament, he's a prophet. And I'm not gonna unpack his story too much today. You can look at it on your own, but it's found in the book of 1 Samuel. And his name was Samuel. Good job. Alright, so here's the prophet. Really easy, first Samuel, it's about Samuel, and it's about his call on his life to be this prophet and to work in the temple of God. And there's a priest, his name was Eli in the house of God. And so Eli called Samuel and, and uh, to work with him, Hannah dedicated him to the temple. Anyway. Here's Samuel one night, and he hears Eli calling him. And, and he goes to Eli, and Eli's like, I'm not calling you. I'm not saying anything. And he goes to him multiple times, and finally Eli has this revelation. It's not me that's talking to you. It's God that's talking to you, and I don't want you to miss out on it. Okay, So they even had FOMO in the Old Testament. It's been around a long time, right? It's been there since the existence of man. Here's what it says, though, in Samuel chapter 3, the first verse. In those days the word of the lord was rare there were not many visions think about that just just for a moment i I know the Bible's not relevant in our life but let's think about it for a moment that that was sarcastic for those of you that don't know me i don't want to get hate mail later can't believe you said this from the pulpit get used to it um so right here in first samuel hey the word of the lord was rare And so here's this prophet Samuel. He hears the word of the Lord. And this is a special thing. And can I just say something to all of us right now? I am willing to bet that you feel this way sometimes. That you feel in your own life that the word of the Lord is rare. Now, we don't know why. It could be because we're not seeking it out. Or maybe we're not hearing him. Or maybe we're not in our word as much. We we have a ton of different reasons why. But I'm willing to take a little bit of a risk this morning and say a lot of us, have been right here where we're going. I feel the same way today. I feel like the word of the Lord is rare. Here's the cool part, and I've said this before, I'll say it again. Here's the cool part about God. His word might seem rare, but it's always there, okay? He's always speaking all the time. We're just not always listening. And so we've got to tune in. And so what I want to do in regards to change this morning, listening to the word of God is this. At your chair or around your chair, I don't have enough for everybody because the Dollar General didn't have that many, so here's what I'm going to ask you to do. You see a hundred grand bar. Okay, look, grab that hundred grand bar. Grab it right now. Grab it. Lift it up. Put it up in the sky. I want to see it. Okay, get it. If you don't have one, give one. I want, I want everybody to have one who can. I don't have enough for everybody. So like one per family, you can cut it in tents and pray that God multiplies it or something. All right. So, so grab that hundred grand bar. Don't let it. There's a couple here. Grab those. You guys have got them on the seats here. If there's one next to you, I want everybody to have one. If you can make no hundred grand bars left behind. All right. Okay. All right, first of all, how many already ate one when you got in here? Okay. That's why we don't have enough. It's not Dollar General's fault. Second, I had kids that were elementary age and younger help me put them out. So, you know, um, here's the deal. How how many just love 100 Grand Bars? Like, that is your bar of choice. Okay, they're so good. To me, I like them, but I compare it to a bologna sandwich because both get stuck to the top of my mouth. Anyway, I'm just saying. Now, let's, let's say this. Look at the 100 grand bar for right now. Now, let's say you came in this morning and rather than it being the Bridge Church, you came into the Oprah Winfrey show. And I was giving each of you $100,000 this morning, or, or God was, or somebody was, and you showed up and it was 100 grand to you. I don't care your age. I don't care where your belief is right now. I just want you to imagine with me, going on a little mental vacation, that somebody just gave you $100,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. And... And think about, what would you do with it? Just, just just, take a moment, okay? What would you do with it? There's no, I'm not looking for crazy answers. You could say invest it. You could say buy a car, pay off mortgage, you know, put it in kid's college fund. It can be boring like that or it can be something really cool. I don't know, you know? You'd be like, we're going to pay off the church mortgage with it. I don't know, whatever you want to do with it. You know, we want to buy our pastor a new minivan. I, whatever you want to do with it, I'm fine with, okay? Whatever you want to do with that 100 grand, though, think about this for a moment. I want to kind of shift your thinking. Okay, think of it this way. Let's say that I gave you a hundred grand for you to invest in changing something in your life that you've wanted to for a long time. You were going to invest that much money into something you wanted to change. Probably take it pretty serious, would not you? I would if I'm putting a hundred grand towards it. Or think of it like this. What would you do or change if you weren't afraid of change? What would it be? It could be anything from I'm gonna hire a you know somebody to walk with me to help me lose weight. I want the best trainer there is because that's my goal in life. I want to have a long life. This is not just hypothetical at the moment, okay? So there are other things that you might want to do. Or maybe you're going, man, I've been afraid of giving this away and I want to go give this away to somebody in need, but you've been afraid to. Maybe you would do that. See, the obstacle in your way isn't the hundred grand, okay? It's not, it's not money or time. The obstacle, literally, of making the change of whatever it is in your heart or your life that you want to change is literally in the mirror. That's it. Okay? There's no, well, Pastor Chris, you don't know about this, or you don't know about that. Yeah, well, we can either be a victim or the victor. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of victim mentality in my culture. I want to be a victor. It's time to change. Look at the person next to you. Say, it's time to change. Come on, look at them. Tell them it's time to change. If you're single and they're single, keep talking, all right? Look to the other person on the other side that you were scared of talking to and changing the way you do this and say, it's time to change, okay? Now, you don't have to shout this out. This is rhetorical, but how many of you would love to change something in your life? Like, you're like, I would love to change something. I would love this, okay? It could be losing weight. Maybe it's you want to make more money. Maybe you hate your job and you're going, man, I need to figure out something or I'm just going to die doing this and I don't want to. Maybe it's you want to have a bigger influence with your life and you go, I don't feel like I have any influence in my life right now and I want to have that. Or maybe you go, man, I don't have this great relationship with my kids or my parents and I know I'm the only one responsible to change what I can and you want to do that. Maybe that's where it's at. Maybe it's a relational thing. Or maybe for you it's going, I don't have a great relationship with God. I doubt. I don't believe in him. Can I just say, first of all, you're always welcome here. You're always welcome to bring your doubts and your questions because God's not scared of them. Okay? He's going to meet you where you're at. I 100% believe that. Bring your doubts. Bring your questions. But if you do that, be open to allow him to speak because he will answer them every single time without fail. Be okay with that change. Maybe you're going, you know what, Pastor Chris? I don't have a prayer life. I'm scared of the Bible. Be okay with change. It's got to start somewhere. Fear of missing out, it doesn't come without changing something. So let me just give you a couple thoughts this morning as we talk about change. First of all is this. You've got to adapt to change quickly. Okay? Adapt to change quickly. It happens. How many have seen change happen in your life? Probably in the last couple months, couple weeks, couple years. Probably all the time. Every time I look in the mirror, I see change happen. You know, a couple years ago, it scared the crud out of me. I get in front of the mirror, and, I, and my wife likes facial hair. I don't. I keep this for her, okay? Happy wife, happy life. It's true. And so I'm in the mirror, and I'm literally wiping away the shaving cream because I try to keep it trimmed down, and it's not coming out. And I'm like, why is this not coming out? So I grab, like, the hand towel, you know, and I'm wiping it. It's still not coming out, so I get it wet. still not coming out. And I realized the color of my hair was changing. Not only that, but I got hair growing out of orifices I don't even know possible, man. I know it stings, doesn't it? There's one illustration that I couldn't get out of my mind when I was putting this together. And a few years ago, I don't know if you remember this, but there was this incredible thing that took place, and I'll put a picture up in just a moment. But a guy took off, he was a pilot, took off from one of the New York airports. And what happened, two engines got struck by birds. They went into it by, by geese, actually, flew into his engines. And he had a split-second decision to make. You can go ahead and put that picture up there. I don't know if you remember this from the news a few years ago. How many remember this? Or you seen the movie, Sully? Great movie. And, and here's what took place. By the way, Tom Hanks can play anything, by the way. And so here is, in the, in the actual story, what took place is he had a history He had a background, and so they were judging his decision based on his past. I just want you to know that God will never base your decision based on your past. It's based on Jesus. That's how he defines your value, not on anything you've done or were or will be. It's on what he's already done and finished on the cross. So here it is, and Sully, Captain Sully, has to decide what to do. And so he lands the plane in the Hudson River you know, and and saves every single person's life on board because of his split-second decision actually went into, you know, it went into trial because they thought he could have landed it in an airport. They didn't think he had to land it in the river. And through a series of events, they learned that if he would have tried to land at the airport, everybody on board would have been killed. That's an incredible illustration of learning to adapt to change quickly. I don't know about you, but some of us, let me just speak to, to those of you that you like all your ducks in a row... And you've lived in the same house your whole life, and that's all you've known, change is harder on you than it is for somebody like me who's changed a lot and transitioned a lot in life and lived in a lot of different places. In fact, I would say to the other degree, it's actually almost hard for you because you have beliefs that are really not biblical beliefs. They're preferences. And so make sure your beliefs, whatever they are, if they're in relationships, if they're in marriage, if they're in the church, if they're with leadership, a lot of times those beliefs get ingrained into us when we have structure. Well-intended structure, don't mind you. But don't base something on a belief that's not biblical. Base it off a principle rather than a preference. Can I hear a good amen, somebody? a good preaching right there. All right. We need a mind shift change. Okay? Now don't squeeze your wife's arm right now. All right? Don't look to your husband or your kids. Okay? You need a mind shift change. We all need that. I love this in Isaiah chapter 43. Verse 19, it says, see, I am doing a new thing, and now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now, what's happening in the book of Isaiah is this is a prophetic book, and so there's a lot of insight into Jesus coming again talking about his second coming. It's talking about what's going to happen. It's talking about how even the Israelites were trying to find righteousness on their own. They were trying to do it just right and they couldn't. In fact, Isaiah talks about the rags being so dirty. And and if you want to know what that really means, just think of, of what we have, you know, when the husband is asked by his wife to go pick something up in an aisle. That's literally what it's talking about in that scripture. It's saying our righteousness is as dirty as those rags. And, he's, and they're trying to figure out how can we do it? How, how can we get it? And he said, You gotta have a change. You gotta have a mind shift. In fact, you have to have a heart transplant. You have to totally change. Because you can't resurrect your flesh. You have to die to it. And you have to turn around and repent and go a whole new way. And unless you're willing to change, you'll never receive what Jesus has to offer you. And so all of Isaiah chapter 49 is about the coming of Jesus Christ. It's this new way. The new thing is that guess what? It's not this law stuff anymore. And it's not somebody that's coming to abolish that either. It's somebody that's coming to fulfill it all so that we can live through him. Because he lived it perfectly. He did it all perfectly. So when I accept Jesus, God looks at me as if I lived a perfect life. I didn't, but Jesus sure did. And I don't know about you, but that takes some pressure off me getting into eternity. Amen? That's what I love. You see, the past couple of years, man, it's taught us how to be innovative as a church. And if you can figure out how to be innovative in the last couple of years, you're probably really, really depressed right now. Been there, walked that path. I don't like that path. You know, I remember about a year and a half ago, we were trying to do church in our home because we weren't allowed to meet. And, and I remember we didn't have the greatest internet at home. We don't here either because we're in the sticks. And, and so my, we tried to get our TV, and I've got my little you know, iPhone recording us for service that morning. And we can't we can't see the TV, and we're trying to figure it out and get it on the other side so you guys can see the TV. And it's like getting this weird coloring, and you couldn't quite see it. So on the fly, we had to change. And so we had to adapt quickly. And so we printed out everything in my message that morning, every point. We printed out every lyric. And so my son, Justice, you can go back and watch this. Some of you remember this. He stood there with a three-ring binder, and just all service long, we had like 100 sheets of paper, man, and he just went through it. And I'm like, sometimes you just got to be innovative on the fly. Number two, when you change what you believe, you'll change what you do. Okay? You can't change your action without changing a belief. It doesn't work that way. It'll work for a little bit, but unless you get to the root, unless you get to really where where the issues that need to be changed, it's really hard to change. And you're going to miss out on what God wants to do. So when you change what you believe, what happens? Your actions will follow those beliefs every single time. Think about it like this. What if, thinking about our neighbors, thinking about how we celebrate people reaching out this week, what if we really, 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 really believed in hell and heaven? It wasn't just a religious concept, but we actually believed there was a real physical hell, and a real physical heaven. What if we actually believed? Would we live the same or would we change something? What if we really believed that we were the mouthpiece of God? That it wasn't just a pastor's job, but we are called to be Jesus with skin on to those around us. What if we really believed that? Would it change the way that we've had conversations with the cranky lady at County Market? Would it change that? I know that's never happened to you. It's happened to me. All right. What if we really believed eternity is at stake? What if, that's, what if our purpose is to tell others about eternity? You know, to make disciples of others. What if that's our purpose? Are we living that out? What if we really, really believed? Would it impact our actions? Of course it would. Now, we're never going to arrive. And can I just say, for those of you that think you arrived, you have not. Okay? You're in a scary place right now, bro, sis. Okay, If you think you've arrived, you have not. And you've probably got a lot of people around you that have wanted to tell you that for a long time. (laughs) I'm just being nice for them, okay? I'm the spiritual Simon Cowell in your spiritual life this morning. So (laughs) here's the deal, though. I think sometimes we go, Pastor Chris, how good do I have to be? How how do I have to make it work? You know, I I tell them, do I tell them enough? Do I think about eternity enough? And I don't want you to go down that path because you go down that path, that's a scary path that makes us think eternity is all based on what we do. It's not. Can I just tell you a real big secret? God does not need your good works. He doesn't. However, there's a big however. God doesn't need them. Your neighbor does. They do. Cuz they want to see Christ represented out lived out in front of them. They want to see that. You're the one that has to be that change. See, often I think we're scared. Well, Pastor Chris, I don't want to reach out. i tell you what. Some people were scared. They did it last week, and they did a fantastic job. They were scared, and they did it. And I think often God has more confidence in us than we do to do those things. So what if we rely on our value of what he thinks about us rather than what we think about ourselves? So rather than confidence, what if we have a god Okay? There's a new word for you. All right? Come on, Wikipedia. Pick it up. All right. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 through 24. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self. New self, created to be like God in the true righteousness and holiness. I want you to see this. When we accept Christ, what happens? Our flesh is not resurrected, it is killed. It's a new self, it's a new creation. You have been made new. It is no longer you who lives, but Christ that lives in you. I don't know about you, but that excites me. Okay? By the way, just a little side note, you can eat the 100 grand if you want. All right, I forgot to say that. What happens, though, is when we live like a new believer, when we live as the new creation, when people see us have victory over pornography, when they see us have victory over, you know, maybe, maybe we get drunk, when they see us, you know, have victory over whatever it might be, Okay, when they see us have victory over our finances, when they see us have victory, guess what happens? That's attractive to somebody. Hey, can you tell me what happened? Why do you live this way? Why do you live differently? What? Can you tell me more? I just want to learn more. I want to know more. How, do, how does that work? Tell me about your story, and then be prepared to share, but be prepared to listen as well. Okay, you know, one of the things for Heather and I, our desire since we started the Bridge Church, and we're starting to see small things happen. It's taken a long time, man. I'll tell you what, and I'm, you can ask my wife, I'm not a patient person, okay? Don't ever pray to God for more patience. Just don't do it. It's a scary prayer. Or more faith, because he will give you those opportunities, all right? When we first drove through Bethel, St. Francis, years ago, I'm talking 25 years ago, when we first drove through here, you could just feel this, like, oppression. You could feel this thing. And, and I never, I didn't grow up in the church, so I didn't know how to put it into words. In fact, still to this day, I'll have some people will call me and say, man, I just, I feel kind of gross or something just feels off when I drive through, you know, Bethel and when I go through St. Francis and they go, when I get to Elk River, I'm okay. And they're going, what is that? And here's what I really believe is I believe we have what's called a spiritual atmosphere. I believe there's spiritual things happening all the time that you and I don't see. And I believe that we get to be a part of that war that's waging all the time. And so what if, what if our behaviors, what if our beliefs... Impacted and changed that spiritual atmosphere? What if the simple act of bringing my neighbor popcorn and root beer changed that spiritual atmosphere? Would you do it? I would. But I have fear, Pastor Chris. I'm scared. That's weird. I'm not an evangelist. Yeah, I'm not asking you to be some crazy guy or gal that stands up on a soapbox and preaches all weird. No, that's, I wouldn't listen to you either. Okay. <laughs> You bring me popcorn and root beer, though, I am your slave. No, I'm, I would listen, and I would just be like, man, tell me anything. Tell me anything. I, I would be like, man, talk to me. You love me. Man, you, seriously? Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Number three. Everybody say number three. Last one. Everybody say number three. Come on. Change is inevitable. Progress, though, is optional. Okay? Okay. That's good preaching right there again. I'm just telling you, all right? Because it's going to happen in your life. Well, I don't like change. Well, you're going to have to get over that because it's going to happen. So you can either realize the change and change through it. You can either become bitter or you can become better. Or all of a sudden, this will sink you if you're not able to adapt to that change because it's going to happen. So are you willing to change with it? If you are still waiting for things to get back to normal March 2020, I hope to God that you are able to get over that eventually, because it's not going back to the way it was. But I'll tell you what, though those things might change, the foundation in who Christ is never will. So if you need something to rely on that won't change, there's only one thing. Amen? There's only one thing. You know, my wife and I was crazy. This last week, we went on a date on Friday. That's our date day. And so we love to go to fancy places. Um, so we had, a, we had a coupon for Burger King. And uh, we drove through. Seriously, dude, two Chris sandwich meals for four bucks? Come on. So we drive to Burger King in Elk River, and I, and it looks like it's not open. And Heather goes, I'm kind of curious. Let's go see. And so we drive up to the window, and we get there, and and uh, there's a sign on the dining room that says, I'm sorry, we do not have employees. We are closed. And I've seen this at Casey's. I've seen this at Taco John's. I've talked to Kirby in town who owns Subway. I've talked to other people. I've talked to Shelly who owns Tasty's and Pizza. I know most of the small business owners in town, and they're struggling, man. They're st- so go support them, please. And, and here's the crazy thing. You can get any job you want right now. I'll tell you what. And uh, I thought about doing some extra busboy stuff at Acapulco. They're hiring for 17 bucks an hour. Come on. I mean, that's a good deal. And so I'm going, what in the world is going on here? What's happening Well, change is happening. You know, the economy is changing. Things are changing around us. It's going to happen. Now, progress is optional. Now, I don't know if settling on Taco Bell is progress from Burger King. However, that's what we did. How many believe that's progress? Absolutely. We tried Taco John's. Their breakfast burritos are fantastic, by the way. And uh, we ended up at Taco Bell. And we get there. And I'll tell you what. Here's what was crazy. I walk in and... The lady's there, and, and she's, uh, she just looked like somebody who's person of leadership. And I just are you the general manager by any chance? She said, yeah. And, and I don't know if you've ever driven through the Taco Bell drive-thru in Elk River, but they're always super friendly. Like, they're so friendly. Like, it just, like, they could naturally upsell me on anything, and I would buy it. That's just how they are. And I just told her that. And she's like, wow. It looked like she was going to cry. And she's like, we never, ever get positive feedback, ever thank you so she walks away i got my baja blast i was good and we go and we sit down and and we're sitting at one of the high top tables because my still recovering from surgery those of you don't know i had surgery by my tailbone uh, a couple months ago and uh, we're sitting there getting ready to leave and she walks over and she goes hey i just want you to know something that meant the world to me and she hands us a coupon for two free value meals anytime we want and i'm like what just happened what just took place it's because I decided, I thought of something nice to say, I thought I would say it, and, and we did that. And what's crazy is people need that right now. People need positive encouragement. and feedback. There is a time for constructive feedback. There's a time to put a negative review online. But can I just say on behalf of all our small businesses and those of you here that are even part of that, now's not the time for that. Now's the time for us to put the positive ones for the ones we do love and to say something nice. And to be the change there in a positive way. Because you know what happens? Guess what happens the next time I go in there and I see her? Think my conversation is just going to be about business? No. God makes a way where there seems to be no way. Okay? We've seen work change. Unemployment change. We've seen government change. Interaction. All of that. And I just want you to know when we think back to your life. The change that you want to see. Yeah, change is going to happen but you have to make the change inside. It doesn't happen by chance. It doesn't happen by accident, especially your life getting better. So think about it. Grab grab that 100 grand bar wrapper, if you will. (laughs) Think about it. What would you do? What would you change in you? Not something you can't change. What would you change in you? You see, change, it's, it's kind of the essence of life. And so what I'm asking you to do today is this. We have to be willing to surrender who we are right now to become who God wants us to be later on. Are you willing to surrender it? You know, God, I surrender to you. Whatever it is that you want in me, do. Whatever you have for me, I desire. And it might scare you. That's okay. That's okay. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. 2 Timothy 1.7 seven, says this, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us what? Doesn't it, say it really loud. doesn't make us timid. There we go. Now we said it like we're not timid. All right? But gives us what? Power, love, and self-discipline. We don't get that on our own. Well, I did enough. I, I talked to my neighbors enough. Now I've got that power. I've, I've got that strength. I've got that self-discipline. I, I, did I did it. I did it. I did it. No, it's not the me show. It's about him. It's about honoring him and allowing our lives to be a representation of who Jesus is. I can't drill that into us enough because I think so often we think it's about what we do. It's not. Our, our world's wired that way. Think of it about, about this. H- how many are going to do some fishing in the next couple of weeks? Anybody? A few of you? you going to do some fishing in the next couple weeks? My number, by the way, is 763 I'd love to go with you. Think of it this. One of my favorite fishing I didn't even have up here. One of my favorite fishing is... Trout fishing. I am a trout fisherman by heart. But it's not even about the fish I'm catching. It's just about being in nature with God. I love it. I love fly fishing or going down to the streams in southeastern Minnesota and just fishing when there's nobody else around. You know what I'm talking about, right? If you've been there, you know. And you know what I've never seen as a trout fisherman? I'll catch rainbows and brookies and browns. What I've never seen as a trout fisherman is I've never seen a live fish just float down the stream not one time now i've seen some dead fish float by but here's the deal you realize that it's only live fish that will swim against the current are you following me this morning do i need to unpack that or do you get it you get it so one person's got it all right so for the rest of us no, here's the deal for us to have change it's going to be a little uncomfortable you're going to have the current in your face you're going to have dead fish floating by you all the time. Okay? You're going to see like the little fly floating by you. Don't bite it. Okay, Keep swimming upstream. Be okay with that change. Let me show you one last scripture here on, on the screen. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Would you do this with me as an act of faith this morning? Would you read this with me? Let's read it together. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Here's the deal. The first change that you and I can make anytime is in surrendering to Jesus. It doesn't matter how far you've trailed or how far you've gone astray. You know, I read something this week on social media I loved. I don't know who said it, but they said, you realize no matter how many steps you take away from Jesus, he's always only one step away. I love that. I thought that was so good. And so here's what I want to ask this morning. I want to pray for you. And I want to give you two opportunities this morning. The first is this, an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. And then second is an opportunity to make change. So let me pray with you. Would you just bow your heads this morning? First of all, for those of you this morning that want to make a commitment to Christ, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not even going to call you out. I just want to pray with you, whether you're here or whether you're online. Just pray this prayer in your heart with me. Just agree with me. I'm just going to pray that God forgives us where we're at. And that he meets us and that he loves us and that we get to change our belief. So, Father, right now this morning, for anyone here this morning that's taking that bold step in their heart and saying yes to you, maybe it's the first time, maybe it's getting back on the right track with you, would you just bless them? Would you give them what they need? Father, would you allow them to see who they are in you? Holy Spirit, this morning as you've been working on our hearts, as we've been praying for the hearts of people, if there's hearts in here that know they need to receive you, would they do it right now? And that's just by saying, Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. I surrender all to you and I serve you. I know that I only receive eternity because of you by nothing else. And Father, for those in here this morning that need change, for those in here this morning, God, that are scared of change, or change has happened all around, or they know they have this fear of missing out on what you're doing, I pray that you would help remove that fear. I hope they would realize that you're walking, you're holding them, you're with them, you're by their side, whatever their purpose is, whatever their dreams are. God, if they're to glorify you, you want nothing for them but that. And I pray that they would see those lived out from this day forward. God, remove whatever needs to be removed so that we can adapt to that change quickly, so that we can live it out, so that we can bring glory for you no matter what it is, have your way in our lives this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.